Hey, thanks for downloading and subscribing to the Real Talk Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Real Talk Podcast, where we recap the message from the previous weekend here at Revive Church in Arlington, Texas. I'm actually the pastor of Revive. My name is Stephen Kilgore. You can find me on social media. Just search for my name, S-T-E-P-H-A-N Kilgore, K-I-L-G-O-R-E. I love engaging our audience and talking about what is important in your lives. Today's podcast is actually very special. I, I kind of postponed this week because it's Easter week uh, leading up to, the week leading up to Easter actually, and so things have been super busy here at Revive. All of us have been just crazy busy uh, getting ready for the experience, and today is actually Good Friday. If you're listening to this in the future, it's April 14, 2017, uh, while I'm recording right here right now, and it's Good Friday. It's the day that we remember the greatest three words spoken over humanity, where Jesus, as he's dying on the cross, says, it is finished. And man, that was such a prophetic statement, not just an ending statement. It was a beginning statement for a lot of people who are able now to have freedom in Christ. And so we celebrate that. And this weekend, we're going to be celebrating the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you don't already have a church home and you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I hope that you'll join us at Revive this weekend. You can check out all the details at easteratrevive.com. And wherever you're at, if you're out of town, if you're not in Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, find a good church to experience this weekend. Maybe ask some people who you know who seem really happy about their church. Uh, Don't ask the people who hate their church or who are always complaining about their church or their pastor or the kids' ministry or something, because those people don't like their church. They're probably just in in the habit of going. But find somebody who actually likes their church and, and check out their church, and hopefully you'll get something from it. Well, let's talk about last Sunday's message. It was the final series, I'm sorry, the final message in our Acts 931 series. And we had a guest speaker, Paul Rice, back with us to teach us about what we call the discerning gifts. We're talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and what He gives us and how we can use those for other people's benefit. And he taught us about the three gifts, the final three gifts in this nine-gift package that the Holy Spirit gives us. The first one was the gift of knowledge. The second one was the gift of wisdom, and the third one was gift of the gift of discernment. And if you missed this message, go to reviveyourworld.com and download this message from our podcast as well as the other messages in the series, and I know it'll help you. But one of the things that he said is that the word of knowledge that God gives us brings freedom to people. He said the word of wisdom that God gives us brings clarity, and understanding of discernment brings awareness. And so I'm not going to go into those real deeply, but I'm going to talk uh, maybe briefly about them as I get into some real talk today. And and really what I want to focus on is how to use these particular gifts wisely and appropriately to yield the best results. You know, all three of these gifts have to do with supernatural understanding. One of the characteristics of God that we see in Scripture is that God is omniscient. Psalm 147 verses 4 and 5 says that God determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Verse 5 says, great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. And so these three gifts have to do with receiving understanding of something that you had no way of knowing 
and communicating it to someone else. Now, I know this might sound like a really elementary example, but when you were a kid, uh, if you had a, if you had a mom like I did, then for some reason your mom had supernatural understanding of anything. When you lost something, they knew where it was. It didn't matter how weird the item is or how weird the placement was that you lost. The place that you lost it was, they knew where it was. My wife is getting into this mode right now. We have a kid finally. She's six months old. And I, th- I feel like my wife is starting to get some supernatural understanding of where things are. You know, like, hey, where are my keys? Hey, check the top of the refrigerator. Why would they be in the top of the refrigerator? I don't know, but my wife knew that's where they were. Moms have this supernatural gift naturally. Mom, I lost my homework. Did you check next to the toilet? Why is it next to the toilet? I don't know, but mom knew it was there. It, it's it's kind of like that. It's the supernatural understanding, knowing something that no one else can know and using it for other people's benefit. So how do we wisely and appropriately use these gifts? Using the, the word of wisdom that God gives us to help somebody with a situation, the word of knowledge, knowing something that no one else should know, that there's no way you should know, or using discernment. Uh, to, to know that somebody has ulterior motives or is dealing with something in their life. Well, I'm going to give you three things today, and I hope that these three things help you use these gifts appropriately for the maximum effect in someone's life. The first one's real simple. Communicate naturally. You got to think, people who God want you to, God wants you to talk to, most likely, they may not be Christians. God may be setting them up for something to reveal himself to someone who has never experienced him before. And people who have never really experienced God or understand God or understand the Holy Spirit that well, let's be honest, they get a little freaked out when you get super excited and run up to them and say, I've got a word from the Lord for you. You know, that's really uh, intimidating. It's like, dude, weirdo, get away from me. So think about it this way. If you needed to tell somebody something very important about their life, I mean, you're, you're almost having that intervention, you know, if you've ever watched that show, Intervention. How would you do it? Would you meet them in a coffee shop? Would you text them? Would you call them? Would you have a face-to-face meeting? How would you communicate with them? What I want to tell you is just be you. Christ in you is enough. Therefore, you are enough. God knows what he's doing, and he knows who he's using. So if God gives you a word for somebody or to tell somebody something specific about their lives or to help them, don't be crazy with it. Just communicate naturally. And that brings me to my second thing. Remember that most of the time, most of the time, God's going to speak to people the way that they speak to people. This is something I had to learn the hard way. God doesn't need our help fluffing up what he wants to say to somebody to make it more effective. You don't have to add these and thous to what God wants to speak to somebody. You don't have to use big, giant words. I'll give you a couple of of examples. I remember praying for somebody not too long ago in our church, and as I prayed for him, uh, I kind of stopped and I said, hey, if you don't mind, I don't know know you that well, but if you don't mind, uh, I feel like God wants to tell you something. Is that okay? And he said, yeah, sure, man. Didn't know him uh, the first time I met him, but he came up for prayer, and I just started being real simple with what I was saying. I said, hey man, uh, God wants you to know, uh, don't really, don't get distracted with whatever you're dealing with right now. Don't go off to the left or the right. Just stay where you are and God's going to bless that. It's going to be really cool for you. 
And his response was real simple. Man, awesome. <laughs> Wasn't anything crazy. We didn't have a coming to meet Jesus moment. There weren't any tears shed. We didn't have a Bible study. There was no theological discussion. It was a simple statement to him that he understood, he comprehended. I didn't have to add any big words. It was just real simple. Don't get distracted. Stay where you're at. His response was even simpler. Awesome. Now, on the other hand, I've prayed for people who have been Christians their whole life. And when, and when God tells me to say something to them, sometimes it is a little fluffed up. Sometimes there's some big scripture in there, you know. They're, hey, John 3, 16 says this, and, and, some, and that's okay. Because God's going to speak to people the way that they speak. Because the way that they speak to people is what they're going to comprehend most easily. So most of the time when you're going to say something to someone, don't try to get, offer God your help by adding verbiage to it. Just speak what the Holy Spirit tells you to. And the third thing, which I think is really the most important one, is never be condescending. Always offer compassion. This was Jesus' method to those he ministered to, those who really, really needed a touch from God. We see it in John 4 with the Samaritan woman at the well. Paul touched on this in his message last weekend. But when you really look at this, and I challenge you to go read John 4 and read this story, Jesus took time out of his life to not just speak words of knowledge to her or words of wisdom to her, not just to discern what was going on in her life, but he offered her hope. And in fact, after he's done speaking to her, she goes and gets her entire village. They come back, and the Bible says that Jesus spent a few more days with them. He took time out of his life to show compassion to them, to show them that he was offering them hope. Now, I'll give you a little insight into the story. What Jesus does is he gives her a life-changing word that was pretty dope. He tells her, hey, go get your husband so we can all talk about this thing that we're talking about right now. And she says, well, I don't have a husband. And he drops a bomb on her and he says, yeah, you're right. You don't have a husband. In fact, you've had five husbands and the guy that you're sleeping with right now is not your husband. Okay, most of us would have dropped the mic and been like, oh, Jesus put you on front street. But that wasn't Jesus' intention at all. Jesus' intention was to open her heart because you will know the truth, and the truth is what will set you free. Never be intimidated to share what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to somebody else. God chose you for a purpose because you're the right person with the right word and the right relationship at the right time to speak into that person's life. Now, I can't wait for next week on the Real Talk podcast because we're going to talk about our Easter message. And man, I can't wait to preach this either. This whole experience this weekend is going to be so amazing. And we have been praying for people to come into this house here at Revive Church in Arlington, Texas, and, and really experience God, hopefully for the very first time. And we're praying for churches all over the world because we know this is like the Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl weekend of churches. But this is the greatest opportunity we have. The word of God is enough. The message of Jesus is enough, and it is going to change lives. Be sure to check out EasterRevive.com and come out if you're in the area and join us. 
We would love to have you. And then we'll be back next Wednesday with another in-depth look of our weekend message from Revive Church. Until then, go find me on social media and be sure to share this podcast with others while you're at it. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode and rate and review this that helps us get noticed on iTunes and other platforms as well. Thank you again for listening. And remember, when it comes to Jesus in our lives, we should never be afraid of some real talk. Thank you.